apart from an object, the essential essence of a larger thing, the human in the being, the behind what you're seeing, the creature, creator, created in the dark, lurking, seemingly smirking till you squint real hard and realize you are them, wills that make you till you break them, reshape them, the power lives in your hands, your actions are your methods for dealing with what you feel, process and sort what's really real, yeah you, truth seeker of wealth who started humbly in the study of you, young, young seer through. through, outcome outdone each time from the last, think, think, think slow, see fast, outlast, this is not the book but the abstract, and this should fix everything. Checking in from the back of your minds. All the time. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we're here to talk about one of our favorite and most discussed topics of all time, probably. And that is called... Preventative medicine slash healthcare slash healing. Preventative medicine. It's preventative. We're gonna figure out how to make it so our bodies don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) If your body's going, you should probably pray to Jesus immediately. (laughs) (laughs) So, because only your soul can be saved. (laughs) Um, You can pray though, if that helps you. It's cool. But before that, how you doing, old Penny? I'm doing. How am I doing? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I found myself getting a little stressed out earlier um, because of external things were kind of annoying me. But I. It's not you. You don't have to make that face. Ooh. <laughs> Y'all missed it. It looked like I was sucking on a lemon when you said that. <laughs> What did I do? We just cooked. No. We cooked a delicious meal together. It was great. Um, but then I just found myself getting annoyed from hearing certain voices and conversations happening that I wasn't, it wasn't helpful to me or my mood. So I decided to chant instead. And that helped a lot. So I'm doing pretty good now. That's fantastic. Yeah. How are you doing, Mom? I'm doing pretty full. Pretty full. Excuse me if while I'm talking I suddenly stop because I'm probably hiccuping or burping (laughs) or pass out. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were... Right after we finished eating, Mom was like, good night. (laughs) Because that was a sign that part of my body is starting to go to rest. Mm -hmm. But my brain is still active. I'm just... That's what I like to call our eating body. (laughs) <laughs> when we sleep when i well i say we like we're one person but we're not when i sleep <laughs> get it straight <laughs> when i sleep i like to call that my sleep body it handles all my healing stuff my restoring stuff your dream stuff my dreams i'm tapping in stuff your stillness stuff mm-hmm 
bunch of stuff. That's why. Unconscious stuff. I like sleeping in. When I sleep in, I now I practice like not getting mad at myself for sleeping in. I'm just like, my sleep body just had stuff to do, man. It's a valid reason to stay asleep. Yeah. You got work to do. <laughs> yeah. Is my sleep body dusting its hands off or something? <laughs> you know what's really weird? <laughs> oh, Penny didn't even move. That sound just happened. <laughs> If y'all start meditating, I'm telling you, you can be able to clap without even knowing. <laughs> you can literally clap for yourself. Clap for yourself. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, I'm good, full, kind of tired, but I just feel burpy. So if I stop talking, it's because I'm concealing a burp. And I'm patting them on the back. You're not patting me. Like a baby. Stop. <laughs> that's not, that's unnecessary if they're coming out. I mean, it helps babies. You can massage my back later. Bet. Alright, cool. <laughs> now that we got that taken care of, <laughs> on today's episode, as mentioned before, it's all about that preventative healing and medicine and whatnot. So... We'll probably break down a little bit of our own perceptions and definitions and experiences of that very thing. Preventative medicine. Yeah. And then throw in a little bit of role playing and some necessary questions that Mm -hmm. we'd ask each other. And then just some random important facts and tidbits that you guys should know. And what's it? What's it? I can't do an English <laughs> accent. I'm sorry. I have a lot of family there, but I can't do it. <laughs> I just practice saying certain phrases sometimes. Like what? Like what's it? What else? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Called your bluff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, oh, you do this, and huh? Bloke. <laughs> Jesus, stop. Before that actually becomes a thing. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> we're gonna talk about preventative medicine we're giggling as you know that's one of my favorite things to do it's very healing of a sensation it is. along with a workout for your belly slash abs mm-hmm. well penny what's what's uh what's your not definition for preventative healing and health care well mom let me answer that question with a little story. <laughs> Insert music that sings story time and kid voices. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, the first like song that came up was a. <laughs> oh my totally god! Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hurry up! <laughs> you got thirty seconds. To <laughs> okay, so story time. Uh, basically, I'll, what preventative medicine is not is. Uh, when I was, well, let's go back like 15 years or so. <laughs> when I was a young child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I sorry, this to... is true. <laughs> Mom keeps forgetting that I'm old. I'm not forgetting. Or it just feels weird when I think when about. I say stuff like, when I was young. And it's like, wow, that was really decades ago yeah because i could say stuff like that like but so can i it's just that i was real young (laughs) 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 you were about to your preteens like yeah you know i remember 
stuff. Anyway, so I re- what I remember, <laughs> they remembered too, but right, the thing that I wanted to tell y'all to answer the question about what preventative medicine isn't is that it's when I was young, I used to get sick all the time, like all the time. Uh, my mom used to give us what she, I don't know if she'd call it a preventative medicine, but basically that's what she was kind of teaching us that it was so if we got any kind of sniffle it was what is it? triaminic and dimetap i got so much medicine as a kid that i have a favorite flavor of medicine and it was that um, triaminic orange one because it tasted pretty good it was like for cough and allergies or whatever anyway long story short um because she would give me medicine all the time, I'm pretty sure this is what led to me not having an immune system. I mean, that along with the fact that I was pretty germaphobic as well <laughs> growing mm. up. And still kind of am, but you know, I'm working <laughs> on it. And <laughs> it's a little. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, preventative medicine is not taking medicine before you get sick because what that was doing, I figured out later, was basically causing me to um, view the world as something that I had to protect myself from and not even like, like, not even protect myself. Like, I didn't even have a chance against for protecting myself against whatever it was you constantly had reinforcements yeah it's like when um okay another example basketball when i was growing up i played asian league ball everybody and their moms but not their moms just the kids wore ankle braces and knee braces it was like it was almost as if (laughs) i'm like just keep going why why (laughs) omit the moms (laughs) You good. You anyway. Good. You got it. Knee braces. <laughs> it's the... In my head, I'm like... <laughs> we all... Do, everybody's wearing ankle braces and knee braces because it looked cool, but also we thought that that was helping us not roll our ankles when in reality, it was making it so our ankles were weaker. Mm-hmm. It wasn't allowing our ankles the 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 chance. If you, yeah, because they're so restricted and yeah. there's being squeezed in certain points so circulation might not be the same and that's also not a part of your body so then your body isn't trying to work as hard yeah which is it seems hypocritical right if you are putting on a brace you think your body would still keep trying hard because it has support but it's relaxing yeah exactly (laughs) so it takes that little bit off and then boop there goes your ankle. <laughs> yeah, if you ever take it off, it's like those. Uh... No, we don't have to talk about that. Oh. <laughs> well, I was gonna say like the 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 rings that people wear around their neck. That's not the same though. Like we when don't you have... stretch your neck. Yeah, they stretch their neck out, and then it's like when if they ever took the rings off, their neck would snap <laughs> because it has no muscles in it anymore. Like that's not—I don't know—I don't know about what that is though, so I don't want to like talk uh, talk bad about it or anything. Here, I'll sprinkle some and knowledge that on it's that. Medicine. That's literally just like why people pierce their ears and put gauges in them, but it's your neck instead. 
and it's not pierced. So it's just jewelry and aesthetic. They thought having long necks was really pretty. Right. So that's why I didn't think that we had to bring that up because it hadn't, it didn't have to do with like right, right. medicinal stuff. Anyway. <laughs> but um, all that to say, I feel like that kind of practice, that type of practice meant that of taking medicine before I was sick. Um, like there was people in college who didn't know me a single week that I wasn't sick. Like, every Thursday, it would come down with some kind of sniffle or something. So, that kind of practice meant that I wasn't, that I was viewing the world as something to protect myself from, and I wasn't allowing my body to develop the tools or allowing myself to develop the awareness to know when something bad was going to happen or what, what I needed, what I didn't need. It was just like, here, this is, just mm-hmm. take this, you'll be fine, you know. With preventative medicine, um, so also I, I want to say like that's a very reactive place I realized to be operating from. It's like, oh, all these things coming at you, coming at you, you have to like defend them off because you're not seeing or I wasn't seeing like how everything was working really mm-hmm. um, and how it was all connected. But with preventative medicine, the idea is to be more so proactive but from a more a place of curiosity I would say because you're asking yourself questions you're checking in with yourself you're looking at your body as something that is it's you <laughs> like you're pre- being able to be present in your body is is I feel like what probably the core of preventative at the core of preventative medicine being in your body right yeah because i feel like all those things i just listed before my past experience that was me living out of my body it was just like all this stuff versus me (laughs) the idea of your body rather than living in the Mm -hmm. moment Mm -hmm. because you're always living in your body but in the idea versus being present This kind of creates that little bit of distortion where it's like, things are going right, right? But everything's on fire. And you're like, all right, yeah, great. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. It's let's like keep the going. Idea if you take, a med- you take medicine and everything will be fine because you're removing yourself from the equation at that point. It's like, oh, out of my hands. Medicine's got it. I ain't got to do shit now. Mm-hmm. And still, once again, it's not to bash medicine because that kind of intervention it's necessary it's gotten us to a point definitely where we can heal certain things and heal from and recover from certain things that we didn't think were possible centuries ago mm-hmm. but simultaneously there has to be like the the body too needs to be upgraded in a sense so we've yeah. upgraded the things that we would put inside of us to try to make things go right but then it seems as if nothing else has really been upgraded in the environment. And it makes me think about my own experience as a child for preventative medicine kind of things. We didn't really have routines or anything in terms of, oh, you you have a stomachache, you have to take this. It was generally whatever was available because times were a little hard when, we were, when I was younger. But primarily I could think of was asthma. And it's a very common condition for the most part. Right. And 
with that easily you could see how it would be hard to get onto a preventative approach with that because of how it comes up so it flares yeah. and it feels more so it's just in this moment it's really bad but then once you're not wheezing anymore you feel safe mm-hmm. and healthy pretty much but no one was talking to us about hey try not to eat these certain foods that promote mucus buildup inside mm-hmm. of you how about you know uh try going jogging but take your time you know build up that cardio this anything like, state like maybe dust sometimes so you're not breathing that in like what trying to figure out what's triggering anything, your asthma yeah, yeah. Like, because oh, your body <laughs> is exactly your body's in a, a situation where it's handicapped but doesn't mean that's permanent mm. forever because technically i still have asthma now but i know for a fact i breathe a lot better because of years of playing sports and eating better and mm-hmm. becoming more mobile and also embracing stillness more too I feel as though there are moments where I might start wheezing or something, but then I drink some water, stretch, stop, pause, and then also think, hmm, did I have hella sugar yesterday? Mm-hmm. Well, it was probably a lot of starch or bread or something. Oh, uh, no, it's because I had ice cream. And it's like, oh, well, that's perfect. Right. <laughs> Source for building up mucus, which would then lead to you feeling a little bit more wheezy mm-hmm. during the week. But it's all process because not all of us are going to be constantly healthy or constantly aware of everything that's going on Mm -hmm. in our bodies but definitely trying to get to that place where it feels like you're starting to get aware and you have your little nicks and knacks and routines and things that hope you feel a little bit better and a little bit healthier that week even if the next week it's not as good because it's a multiple it's multiple things you know it's not just like one thing that's gonna make you or make or break you, rather. Right, unless you're bleeding out, then sure, there's one problem. You're right. bleeding out. So how do you <laughs> m- stop it? You stop the bleeding <laughs> But for, like, day-to-day stuff, it's just, right. you know, like, checking in when not only when you're in pain, but, or, but when you feel good, too, and knowing what makes you feel good um, or makes you feel queasy. Like, maybe you have an allergy to that thing you just ate right the amount of people queasy. that eat dairy products that have told me they are lactose intolerant <laughs> yeah, and too they, and i look at them sideways eating it exactly like, i look at them sideways like wait huh your body is telling you that it doesn't like this and it's not even about like you know i don't like carrots because i don't eat vegetables like it's you're having a, a physical reaction to eating something or being around something some kind of trigger and and ignoring it is what causes us to have these flare-ups where instead of being a step like a few steps ahead of the situation because you you're like all right i i can't eat dairy or maybe maybe i can't maybe it's not that i can't eat it at all but i know that when i eat it it makes me get more mucusy or x y and z Mm-hmm. So, but in reality, too, I mean, most of us probably shouldn't be eating dairy. <laughs> it's kind of gross. Milk, though, <laughs> like, it's for baby cows, I'm just saying. Imagine if another animal There's no other species. was being milked. <laughs> or not even milked, was getting <laughs> access to your mama's teeth. Yeah. That'd be weird. No other animal, no other species. None. 
And then, too, even then, they stop at least when they get older. It's not like us. You legit have grown-ass adults. Oh, I got to get my cup of milk. (laughs) Yeah, we were watching that movie yesterday, and homie, he came home from his day of work and poured himself a a glass of of milk. milk. I was like, that's disgusting. Anyway. There are so many other sources of (laughs) calcium and all the potassium you need to get into your body, and clearly your diet is not... Milk. (laughs) It's not up to par, buddy. Anyway, that's how you end up uh, having to catch up. Your body has to play catch up at some point, and you get hit with all these emotions all at once, or you get like a shitstorm of pain just hits you across the face because you're like, I've been ignoring all these signs that my body's been trying to send me. Mm-hmm. The preventative part of the preventative medicine is just about checking in and being like, yeah, let me factor these things in. To my daily awareness. Right, or at least just consider it. Yeah, you don't have to be perfect. It's not daily, but but when things go wrong, you consider. You at least know. More things instead of something's wrong. It needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of your conversation. Because in the research for, for this, there was pretty much two things that come up constantly in preventative healing and medicine and whatnot, which would be your risk factors and your protective factors. And they are exactly what they sound like. The risk factors put you at greater risk for issues relating to health and protective factors protect you from them. But it gets super, super weird and fuzzy in a sense because some people have certain risk factors that leave them more vulnerable for more risk factors Mm. and some people have protective factors that shield them pretty well from certain types of risk factors too so then you have this so-and-so is able to never get a cold Mm. they never have allergies but then maybe when they get older that situation changes so it's not necessarily that they're getting colds but that now they have a lot more heartburn now they have a lot more headaches, different kinds of pains and aches that kind of seep in because they're no longer being not necessarily shielded, but in good hands in terms of they're eating better. They're having more conversations about, oh, can, can you see what my skin looks like on my back? It feels weird. Or mm. talking about, hey, mom, dad, I know that our uncle or my uncle has cancer. Who else in the family has cancer what kinds of cancers run in the family oh lung cancer bet i won't smoke (laughs) instead of you're 40 years old at the doctor wondering what's wrong with your chest and you get the x-ray back and they go you have a tumor and you go oh shit and then they tell you did you know that you have cancer (laughs) genetic it's genetic like you can (laughs) exactly that predisposition is higher in your family just so small things of hey what's what's going on is it Literally something that just happened. So maybe you stubbed your toe. Mm-hmm. Ouch. That sucks. Maybe you were being clumsy and something happened. But two, if you were in a more preventive approach, you would have been wearing sandals or shoes or something yeah, you when could, you stubbed your toe. Be mindful walking or something. Right. You <laughs> would have you would have moonwalked past that curve. <laughs> it's like not today, motherfucker. Nope. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's like. 
like you said, sometimes it's we're not perfect. We can fuck up sometimes, but it's just about coming back to and being being okay with and comfortable with talking to yourself and checking in with yourself about these things. Because I know sometimes we don't, we're not in the practice of doing that. Like they don't really tell us to do that in school or anything. That's not a part no, of our education. It's, at if all. something's wrong go to the hospital right trust some other person trust the policeman trust the doctor trust the teacher whatever it's never but it's like ask you. yourself yeah, yeah what where's do the you accountability think? or responsibility for your behavior and actions and right. existence it's yeah. not on other people it's not on your parents it's not on your siblings or friends it's not on the people outside it's on you right if you get sick often you have to really think about what what are you doing? What are you eating? Where do you spend your time? It's not, oh, the world is out to get me right. and I'm like, doomed I'm forever. Like but that's really what I thought, though, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I just thought I was a sickly person that I just, that was just my fate to be sick all the time. And then as I got older, I started learning about my diet and how that affects what I eat, how I feel. You know, I, mm-hmm. I started learning about all these other things. And I even had this... Um, this mantra that was super helpful for me as I was going through the worst of my eczema. This is a time when I wasn't eating sugar for six months. I like, I didn't drink, I didn't eat starches or anything. And I had this mantra that it went, um, take knowledge from, I take knowledge from what pains me and strength from what nourishes me. And that was a really helpful mantra for me to hold on to and really helped me consider how the things that I was putting in my body or anything or like take the kind of energy I was taking in mm-hmm. um, that really helped me kind of process that and get in touch with the, those things um, but then as I went even further into my healing uh, I realized that even that was kind of a reactive stance to be taking because it was still what was happening to me like right uh, instead of so taking knowledge from what pains me it's like oh something's causing me pain it's not that I wasn't taking I still wasn't taking responsibility for the fact that maybe I was partially responsible or fully responsible for causing this pain that I was experiencing and that's not to say like if you get like something bad happens to you, you get stabbed like that's not your fault probably context <laughs> Just There's consider context. the context yeah. more often is what we're saying. Yes. Consider it more often because you're right. You got stabbed. But That's... if you was talking shit. Right. Well, then you're going to bleed like a you're bitch. partially <laughs> responsible for that situation. Yes, there was someone else involved. It's like, yes, that food causes you a flare up. But it's also your responsibility to be like, all right, I know that if I eat this bread, it's going to cause me to get all red and itchy. And then I'm going to be like bleeding and in pain and it's going to cause all these things. So then if I know that, I can make the choice to be like, I'm not going to eat that bread, bruh. Exactly. Or just take a little piece if you have to eat the bread, which you don't have to do nothing. Right. But. You're on that vibe, so just take a piece instead of the whole if thing. You want, just take it. <laughs> Look, if you're trying to like, suffer, you're allowed to suffer. <laughs> exactly, and I learned that. Like I, for the longest, was just like, mm, I'll just have a little bit, or just have. But like I never, in doing that, I was betraying myself to the point mm-hmm. where I wasn't allowing myself to ever truly 
find out what it was like to heal because I was still set on not healing still. I mean, <laughs> like, it's, it was just like holding on to all these other things. It's a different process. Yeah. America and a lot of Western cultures utilize more so that intervention treatment plan where you have to wait till that pain comes up before you can go in or else they might even look at you weird if you walked into an er or into a doctor's office and you were fine it's like what's wrong with you oh nothing nothing's wrong i'm just i'm just in for just to check in i guess they would look at you crazy almost it's what's what's wrong with you when that would be the perfect time to have that conversation about okay doc can you run my blood can you can we talk about my poop can we talk about the frequency i pee because i pee a lot or i don't pee that much or anything when i burp it hurts that can be a thing and no one talks about it and it's like this is a perfect time to ask these questions versus you come in and your ankle hurts and all you guys do is talk about your ankle and then you get that dose or prescription and you're done right and too this just makes me think like my mom used to tell me to like make sure i was like really putting on tens for the doctor so it's just like oh tell them like it's so bad and that's the recipe for the stronger medication (laughs) yeah so i should get stronger meds because then it's definitely going to do something (laughs) but that's still not not, yeah that's not answering the question my body's asking me like because that too it's like these those approaches when it's just intervention can seem like you're not long-term healing you're just putting a band-aid on what i would call a flesh wound where Mm -hmm. it's too deep of a cut for it to just be oh this little band-aid got it because now your whole arm is infected what's the band-aid gonna do now you lose the arm versus you had the flesh wound and it was real bad or rather you wearing armor fuck all that so you didn't even get a flesh wound you <laughs> got like, a paper hmm, cut and you're like man thank god for these <laughs> thank god for this, for this metal, metal sheet that's protecting me preventative medicine <laughs> <laughs> see if you were acting like a knight instead of a peasant you Ooh, might be live right now you might no. be alive no just trying to make make king arthur proud (laughs) oh man (laughs) we're watching that movie with the that's why i thought of that yeah (laughs) (laughs) i've practiced and i've watched monty python for a long time (laughs) monty python he's like i got better (laughs) that's the other thing (laughs) i got better (laughs) so stupid i'm like okay so that's what happens i feel like that's what happens when we be going to the doctor it's like what's wrong with you it's like i'm a mute it's like really um (laughs) (laughs) then you gotta like make up all this stuff all this bullshit right oh man yeah yeah it's like that night that was defending the bridge got his arm chopped off and he was like why are you still fighting like yeah. you're done no i'm good and they Come don't on. even know like right. do better they don't even know they're like asking this dude to like reason for them 
and uh, like what makes a witch and what doesn't. But it's like, can y'all just use your brains for a second? It seemed like, like they didn't even have brains in that <laughs> moment, but they're thinking hard. It's like, oh my god. Well, it shows that whole perception is really gonna make your reality. So if you're not aware of certain things, you're not even gonna consider that as a possibility. But we've been really mentioning that whole having a conversation aspect not even do that research and look online for it no yeah. just talk to the people around you your family members the people who perhaps give you medicine so maybe you go to a pharmacy a lot you can talk to them more about what's in what you're even getting because it still blows my mind that there are people who are living their life every day unaware of most of the things that they're either putting on or in their body yeah or even that they're they're just used to the pain they don't know what it feels like to be comfortable so they they just keep doing what they're doing that blows my mind because too i will say though too comfort is a luxury yeah because existing is very hard either your pain's emotional or physical or both unfortunately but being able to be in a place where it's not necessarily that you are used to suffering and you're complacent, but rather you've adjusted to the discomfort, but you're striving for better. You're striving for healing. You're striving for that more wholesomeness, really, in your body. Because, yeah, the, the suffering makes you feel like pieces are missing. Or something's, something's wrong, wrong yeah. yeah, with the pieces that right. make up you, rather than really at least looking at the entire situation that, oh, okay, these are all the cards on the table, right. and it seems like these have been the past few hands I have been playing, but also the hands that have been dealt. Yeah. So how can we move forward so that I get better cards and make better decisions with the cards, even though this is what I have right now? Mm-hmm. Because we can all get better if we truly strive for it and have those conversations with those important people in our lives to help mm-hmm. get to that point of, oh, okay, I feel more mindful and aware of mm-hmm. my body and what it prefers, what it doesn't, what I'm like when I eat better, what I'm like when I, I don't know, poop real good that yeah. week, just something. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not really sure about anything like if someone were to ask you oh, okay what what fabrics make your skin uncomfortable like, you would think know. that I that would be up it. top because we wear things all the time right, we're but even i clothes. can't even name most of the things that would make my skin feel uncomfortable but i can definitely look at it and start to be like no i think that might mm-hmm. just because i'm at that point where i'm a little bit more aware that i want to have certain things on my body because the other ones make it uncomfortable Mm -hmm. so being preventative i don't know this one is a little risky this one looks a little (laughs) (laughs) i need me some more i don't know suede or velvet or something you know that silk exactly a polyester yeah taffeta polyester i just realized is my favorite fabric Go ahead and stun on them one time. I've spent a lot of time trying to find the name of this fabric because I've spent a lot of time feeling incredibly uncomfortable in most clothes. 
which is why there was a period of my life where I didn't care what I wore. I was just trying to be comfortable. I was just kind of like most of y'all right now. Y'all yeah. pajama headed <laughs> looking ass. I've had practice doing this, y'all. <laughs> like, <laughs> it makes me think of college too, where you could literally walk out in your pajama pants or shorts and no one will question anything. You could look like you just woke up. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's just Dave. <laughs> no one's like, hey, get get this person a cup of water. Or you trying to stretch real quick on me. Yeah. Let me help you. <laughs> just, oh, they're just struggling. It's okay, though. They got to class on time. Anyway. <laughs> you ready to role play? Oh, yes. Because we're talking about having more conversations with people. Whether in your immediate circles or at least interact with you or at least on and, a scale. Yeah. And having the intention to to have conversations as well. Like the intention behind your conversations is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no small talk. Yeah. Fuck that. We talking about real stuff big that's talk only. relevant and I was gonna say deep talk, but big talk counts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so Penny's going to be the physician slash my primary doctor person that I see. And I'm not old, not young, just my age normal and going in for a check-in. <laughs> don't Just so people don't think, oh, maybe you're trying to act like you're okay. injured. or No, this is literally what preventative medicine could look like if you were to go in and have regular check-ins with the people who help you heal also all right so i'm gonna invite you in and be like take a seat oh no first i'm the nurse sit down take a seat <laughs> dr penny will be with you soon oh boy and then like half an hour why later why are we both talking like this <laughs> <laughs> hello i'm penny your doctor what's wrong with you today well you see no i'm not gonna <laughs> I wanted to see how long I can keep that up, but I'm not. <laughs> so what do you... All right, let's try again. No, no, no. Keep, that was good. That was good. What's, what's bothering you here today? So actually nothing is physically bothering me or emotionally today, but I did have some questions because I am a little bit concerned about health and just my own well-being. What kinds of questions do you have? Well, has anyone talked to you about I don't know, with just diet or maybe the kinds of things that you drink impact certain organs more. Other than like alcohol in your liver, because yada, 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 that's common sense, but. Well, they did teach us about this pyramid of foods that you should get a good dose of. Beyond that, I'm not licensed to discuss with you because I'm not a dietitian. I am just a primary care physician. Oh, so I should see a dietitian just that I could ask them those kinds of questions? And... Yes, that person would be a great person to ask about those kinds of things. I'm just, I can give you a prescription for some medicine. No, I don't want no prescription right now. I just want to have... Are you sure? I, I'm you pretty sure. or something? Um, How did you even get this I'm pretty sure I called your nurse and she said, 
oh yeah, you can come right <laughs> on in on Tuesday. And I was like, I that. My nurse, Minnie Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Minnie and Mickey. And Mickey. <laughs> I just call you Nurse Mouse because mm. I didn't want to discriminate. Yeah. All right. Stop. <laughs> Doctor, you're stepping out of line. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I was wondering about my poop. So I was looking at my poop the other day, and I was just trying to wonder, like, what are some things I should look at, really, when I'm looking at it? Because I figure it's just poop. It just comes out however it wants to come out that day, you know? But is there actually something called, like, good poop, what poop should look like or something? Well... I do know a thing or two about some poops and one thing that you should know is that if you're eating or if it's hard for you to pass then you have not enough like liquids and fibers in your diet Mm. Um, also if your poop smells particularly foul it's probably because you have ingested some toxins Um, You might have more of them in your diet than your body can handle, so just... Let's it out, y'all, because, man, I was was having a lot of food binges last week, getting all drunk and whatnot, a lot of fast food, and I definitely know the toilet was pretty rancid after. Yeah, alcohol is actually a diuretic, so that would leave you even more dehydrated, even though it might help you poop you will be more dehydrated afterwards so you should definitely drink some water um if you're concerned about the stench of your poop um i know that if you eat more vegetables and kind of decrease Mm. the amount of toxins that Mm -hmm. you intake you'll be able to help your poop smell a little more a little better (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say palatable, but that pertains to taste. There's poop that's palatable in your dog? Damn, I need your kind of, like, comfort with poop, I guess. Yeah, get used to looking at your poop. It's good to know, you know, how... Also, if you think about it like this, your poop, or when you poo, it's because your body's done digesting... Um, food what it's intake what you've taken in um so if you are having difficulty pooping being in that your mind and your body are connected they're one Mm -hmm. sometimes if you're having some issues internally like maybe not what with what you ate necessarily but that could be related to if you're trying to process some some kind of ideas or you're going through a harder situation you don't you haven't fin- finished processing it, your body might Man. mirror that and make it more difficult for you to process your food. No wonder all those times I had a bunch of epiphanies on those days. I usually also had a good poop. Yeah, man. Just the other day, I took three poops right after I had a big mental breakthrough. I was like, oh my God. Man, Doc, you're really getting personal revealing all this information to me about your poop what habits. What can I say? I... I love my job. <laughs> I don't know what doctors say. <laughs> Bet. I guess I guess this check looking real nice, ain't it, Doc? Damn. Came here to ask you about my poop. You told me about yours. Um. Yeah. So, do you have any other questions? <laughs> <laughs> 
Fed secretary? You need me? <laughs> well, I want to ask you about... Uh... <laughs> no, you can leave that. No, no, no. What do you want to know? I'm curious now. You got me. Normally, my patients aren't this curious. Is it possible for conditions to be passed over by generations? Uh, conditions like what? Like depression? I feel like yes. Um, I think it has to do with your environment. Um, because generationally, if you're raised by who brought you here, that's going to have effect on how you learn how to cope with the world and move through it. What about anxiety? Anxiety too. And unfortunately, that's all a part of how we act <laughs> and deal with the world. <laughs> I guess I better not talk to you about this and talk to a psychologist about this. Yeah, if you want to break that really all the way down, you could definitely talk to a therapist and um, they're great soundboards for working out mm. whatever you got going on in there. And for checking in, maybe that's a good way to um, get used to talking to yourself is if you practice by talking to another person who's trained to know how to direct those thoughts. Oh, so I don't even have to go to a psychologist only when I feel really shitty and bad about myself? No, you can definitely just check in with one whenever you need as long as you're not using them as a crutch or as the person, you don't perceive them to, as somebody who's going to, like, fix you. You're still responsible for yourself. Mm, no, that's real. That's comfortable knowing that I can talk to you folks about really just my body and myself, even if nothing's urgent or wrong right now. Yeah. But I guess that is what we pay you for, ain't it? <laughs> Thanks, dog. Bye. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing about your poop. <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> even if the okay, doctor doesn't see. give you right, right, we're out of character now. But even <laughs> if the doctor doesn't give you the perfect, most elaborate explanation to your questions, they at least open doorways of thought for you to consider in your experience because it's something it's some bit they might give you a little bit of or a little information on some risk factors that are in your life so maybe you are living in an impoverished household or a neighborhood one of your parents is dealing with some kind of health condition or mental condition maybe you only have one parent in the household that's a risk factor there's just so many different things. Maybe you grew really fast and you don't have money to buy clothes and things that fit. So you're physically uncomfortable because most of your things are small. Well, sorry to say it, but that's a risk factor. You will end up with future physical ailments and such. I personally have a bunion on my right foot because my feet grew pretty fast. And at one point, I didn't get big enough shoes soon enough. But think about that. Humans used to not get bunions. Because we didn't wear shoes. Because we didn't wear shoes back in the day. we were more connected to the earth. 
Exactly. <laughs> but then the environment we not, and our that bodies. I was in <laughs> or that we are in influenced something that led to a unfortunate outcome, which now just causes general discomfort. But to think that could have been avoided altogether if I don't know, maybe I wore more open toed sandals or <laughs> or just was wearing less shoes in more general. Chonclas, more chanclas. <laughs> more chanclas, more flip flops. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. And like if I played in the dirt when I was a kid and wasn't a germaphobe, I'd probably have a great immune system right now. Along with the whole mom not making y'all take medicine. <laughs> yeah, that did both. <laughs> both of those things. <laughs> would mm-hmm. have resulted in a different outcome but now i mean it is what it is and i just have to or not just but i have i've learned how to take care of of myself and not look at myself as a burden um to take care of or a mysterious or a, box yeah like, like something other than myself right. that I don't know about or what's going on what's happening to me I definitely am so familiar with all of those questions like what the fuck is going on with my body <laughs> why <laughs> what the fuck should be <laughs> nah <laughs> I was gonna say that should be the question you ask yourself every morning when you're, <laughs> while you're brushing your teeth it's like what the fuck is up elbows <laughs> <laughs> check good morning my throat feeling good eyes still there can still see got him let's go like oh I bit my cheek Might have, I should gargle with some salt water like <laughs> I, that was supposed to be an example of something <laughs> that, you, that you could deal with on it that's a little bit small but instead of just being like oh no i have a hole in my mouth because i bit my cheek if you gargle with salt why are you laughing because preventatively if you, if you just water, removed your teeth <laughs> shut up <laughs> wow okay <laughs> mom's having a heavy dose of giggles medicines Right well, now. I just visited a doctor that shared all this personal information with <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm feeling kind of, kind of out there now. You know what I'm saying? Just free your mind, and your ass will follow. That's my prescription. For Man, you today. I thought you were gonna say the shit will follow. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Well, the kinds of areas I wanted to bring up that are involved with. Both your risk and protective factors are going to be the same areas for either one. It's just the outcomes or at least the current situations with those things. So you have your biological slash genetic. So maybe your family is just a lot more enthusiastic and optimistic that can help with your worldview and how you hold yourself and your self-esteem. And those have their own benefits for their own being, but two genetically your family might also be more predisposed to experiencing more depressive type states or more of that pessimistic perspective at least and that can lead to its own other things such as cardiovascular issues because heart problems are intertwined with sadness problems is what i've kind of stuck with it as Mm. look it up depression and cardiovascular stuff it's all intertwined Body um, and her mind. Ramen accidentally. That was on purpose. 
for sure, but yes. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Biological, genetic, you also have your social, so what does your circle look like? What does the way you talk to yourself look like? What does the way you talk about yourself to other people look like? How do you see yourself in your own eyes? How do you think other people see you in their own eyes? Ask them. Nigga. (laughs) Ask yourself. (laughs) What the fuck is that? (laughs) What the fuck (laughs) kind of thoughts am I telling myself? (laughs) Am I putting out there into the universe about myself? Get them. Because am I in control? Of myself? Yes, you are. Okay, good. <laughs> so that's your social, and then you also <laughs> <laughs> you also got your physiological as well, which is going to be a little caveat next to the biological because that can change on a day to day basis. Your physiological state. Yeah, and maybe you, you weren't eating that much food today. And then that led to a pattern where you weren't eating that much food for a while. So now you are anorexic. And when you do eat larger amounts of food, that can put you in a perplexing situation. Because maybe now you start binging when you eat. And then you eat too much. So you can't hold any of it down. It all comes up. You put yourself in a physiological state where now your body is demanding smaller amounts of food but then you have these moments where you crave more food because you need to be just a little bit bigger if you're anorexic and your body can't take it it's having a hard time rationing it out or on the opposite side of that there's a lot of obesity in this country which is there's a lot of research pointing to it possibly being the cause of decreasing our life expectancy in this country as well because they're talking about oh we're all gonna live a lot older because medicine well medicine can't save you if your heart stopped right that's you you were eating (laughs) too much fatty stuff you're eating too much acidic stuff you're eating the things that were sitting and then you weren't getting up and burning it and using it Yeah. yeah or you weren't pooping it out you know it just got stuck yeah and now you're having heart attacks or heart problems and heartburn at younger ages and people might start dying at younger ages then because of those very same things yes yeah also on a medium note of severity (laughs) uh for example i used to get super frustrated or i guess bitchy or just aggro you when could I be was mad. hungry. <laughs> you don't have to be bitch. I would be upset. No, like, <laughs> legit, I would get upset and, like, kind of bitchy when I was mad. Or not mad, um, hungry, sorry. Mm-hmm. Because I, I guess I just didn't know how to deal with the, the sensation or I was just, like, with the discomfort of being hungry until... It was one of my friends who asked, like, have you ever fasted? And I was like, no, 
why would I fast? I love eating food. And like, that's <laughs> what I do. What do you mean? It's, and then, it's my thing. yeah, it's kind of my thing. <laughs> I like, do it every day. Yeah. <laughs> Breakfast, lunch, and no. <laughs> They ask me, like, what? You know, if you try fasting, you might learn that your body will actually be okay if you don't eat for like half a day. Like, and then after I started doing it, it was just like, oh man, it opened up this whole new understanding of my body and how it worked. And it was just like, oh, by not eating for this period of time, I'm not starving myself. I'm allowing my body to process all the food mm-hmm. that I've already eaten. Clean itself up. Yeah. Sometimes there's no space and we still be shoving yeah, shit in there. On a, like habitually or even just because it's a sad time of day and you're like, oh, I got to eat all this food. But right. sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't need those things. Especially now with coronavirus, y'all. We're definitely snacking, but please like, get that shit under control. Yeah, because this is really, it's a really easy time to slip into those bad habits of, oh, well. We're at home all the time. Let me just buy these five big ass bags of Doritos that are on sale. And then in literally five days, it's like, oh, they're all gone. I guess I need to get some more because they're on sale again. Like, no, you could have got some grapes. Know what your body actually is craving. Or space it out. Just It's just being that intentional with, I want to give my body something that I think it would be happy about. Not that oh, this feels good, and by feel, I mean taste. Yeah. That shouldn't yeah. be the only thing dictating what goes in because there are a bunch of other things going on that aren't smelling good and tasting good and feeling good. Right. <laughs> preventative medicine, that we're, what we're talking about is more of a long-term game. It's not like a very mm-hmm. quick fix kind of situation. It does exactly. require kind of, it does require work. Because you making it a lifestyle. Reevaluating things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You making it a lifestyle is, or just making it a lifestyle allows it to become key to that longevity that folks want. Where you aren't 90 years old and in shitty condition, but mm-hmm. perhaps you're 80 or 50 or 40 or 30 or 20 mm-hmm. or just few months from now and you're looking and feeling a lot better even if it wasn't tomorrow i felt amazing because i was eating right because maybe some of those dishes you're making weren't slapping because you weren't seasoning them well or what have you Mm -hmm. but you're able to get to a place months later where it's like oh i really enjoy drinking water when i first wake up instead of drinking coffee like some people don't drink water. Some people don't drink about, water. We talk about this almost every episode that some people don't drink water. Because it still blows my mind. Yes. And also, this is something that you can like just keep in mind. You have you it takes getting used to new habits and perspectives. So, just because you might not like say for example some people say they don't eat rabbit food when they say that they don't want to eat vegetables like lettuce or carrots or something because that's what they think vegetables are but <laughs> there's so many vegetables out there and then if you really just practice like try eating something that's you know is good for you like 
I don't know, probably was something basic that most people aren't allergic to, like apples, something like after you eat a fruit, <laughs> a banana, a banana, I don't know, something that's that's good, you know, healthy. Mm-hmm. Like try try really noticing how your body feels after you eat it, and also how your emotions are right. after you like, eat it. What's your energy levels like? Like food is nourishment, right? It's also energy for our bodies. So if you're mm-hmm. eating, if everything you eat makes you feel tired afterwards, you're making your body do more work than is necessary or that is needed. just making it doing more just work making it do more work period because <laughs> right. it's like if you're eating fuel to be fueled and then you get tired from eating the fuel that doesn't really make it fuel anymore imagine it? putting like, gasoline in your car and suddenly you couldn't go over the speed limit of 30 wouldn't that be like maybe i shouldn't put this gas in my car better anymore. Gas. Yeah, like what what's wrong with this gas <laughs> Right. Just because it then smells it's... like peaches or something, like, but <laughs> maybe not peaches. Pizza. There we go. Cheese. <laughs> 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 Mom is triggered. <laughs> Did someone say pizza? <laughs> Man. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, pizza under. Uh... You wouldn't put pizza in your car. I'm not saying your body's a car, though. You could eat some pizza. Well, your body is similar. Your body is similar to a car, though. It's it's a bigger piece of smaller things making it up. There are a bunch of components and pieces to it. Yeah. But you are in the driver's seat, and Mm. you are also the motor. And there isn't any disconnect. It's all just all of you. This is that that reminds me of the metaphor that I thought of. To, for preventative medicine it's maintenance like you're doing maintenance on your body you're like going you're through around. inventory yeah like checking up on stuff you're cleaning it up like making sure things are smooth but not maintenance for only it. when the yellow light comes up yeah, right it's literally every day (laughs) every day because this this is your body every single day but if you did you'd probably be more cleaner and you like if any you got cuts or something that would be washed off context context because maybe you got that body that needs to produce a little bit more oils right so don't take that shower that day just i don't know wipe your armpits and your crotch there you go but that's up to you. You have to know that that's how your body works. And that's where it comes back to full circle. That's yeah. where it comes back to those conversations. If you aren't having those conversations with yourself or with family, people around you, how are you going to be able to gather that intel? Because, yeah, it might be hard for you to remember exactly how you both physically and mentally felt after your meal last week. That seemed a little bit out of the ordinary for whatever you're eating, but you can always start tomorrow. You can journal or record yourself talking to your phone saying, hey, I just had whatever the fucks. I'm hella tired. It's afternoon. Then you can start looking at the other things. Is my stomach bloated? How much later or how how long after you ate did you use the bathroom? Were you thirsty still? What's your mood like? All these things that come into effect, but just take a baby step. Maybe start with trying to be more mindful about a certain portion of your health and watch it grow because 
it's all connected. Mm. If you started being more mindful about your foods, then maybe your emotion management and coping skills steps up a whole new level. And that helps you with other things in your life. Or maybe you start working out. And then because you're working out, you're starting to eat a little bit better and a little bit more. So you're putting on good calories and healthy carbs and such that are helping you out. And then look at that. Now you're pooping better. Ooh, it's a whole system. And you're looking good at the same time. So now you're feeling yourself and that self-esteem is rising just a little bit because you're like, I appreciate how I look right now. And I appreciate what I'm going to look like as I continue doing whatever whatever these things are they're making you feel good and right or maybe you could just start practicing appreciating how you look period instead of being like i wish that x y or z yeah don't wish for nothing just figure out the closest alternative to how you can start getting the things you want in your life because you have all the control your doctor doesn't control how your stomach feels in the morning so why are you going to him when it feels bad first the first step is normalizing talking to yourself and being curious at the same time and that is something to consider because if there's stigma around healing and health and all those things where you are in your environment that's a risk factor for poor health Mm -hmm. it's important to Mm -hmm. at least just think about those things around you too Because if you feel like you can't have those conversations, Mm -hmm. why? Why can't you? What is your answer to why? Not what is going on or what so-and-so said. But why do you personally feel as though you are not allowed to be healthy Mm -hmm. or to be happy? Run that back. Why is it that you feel that you are not allowed to be happy or healthy? These are the questions we all should be asking ourselves if these feelings are coming up and you're feeling like there's a lack of progress. And there's nothing wrong with asking those questions to yourself. There's nothing wrong with healing. And there's nothing wrong with not knowing the answer right away. It's a process. Yeah, maybe you don't know where to go. I bet. Keep that question in your pocket and wait for the moment to come up where you're like, oh, I feel like I might be able to Mm -hmm. gain something out of this conversation with so-and-so. Yeah. Allow it to come up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. two, especially because we're all, well, we should be inside, but some people are still <laughs> doing whatever they want. But most of us are with family or with people, a part of our families. And it's the perfect time to ask about those ancestors and those distant relatives that you weren't familiar about what were they like emotionally physically routine wise did anyone have these oh they would make this soup constantly and maybe that soup helped them be healthier or maybe it made them less healthy and you can know let me avoid putting Mm -hmm. those kinds of things in my body just right baby steps maybe ask your parents what their youth was like in terms of the foods they ate and the activities they did because hopefully they can shed some light on that Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's something yeah and some they might even have dealt with the similar issue that you're dealing with 
And then it's like, that you're blood related. Exactly. (laughs) You're just sitting on these answers. Exactly. Yeah. Like my grandma already knew how to. um, I think I was having a flare up once, or having issues with my skin getting real acidic and just raw. And she would say she told my dad, or I guess my dad told my grandma, and then my grandma was like, "Oh yeah, tell them to just put some apple cider vinegar in the bath, and that should calm it down." And it did. And I was like, what? That's all I had to do? Like, just ask? Cheat code. Man. Yeah. Life will give it's you like things if you truly answer. ask for them properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't ask Instead for them, you're not going to get there, it. Like, why? Like, why? All right. It's really frustrating, I know. It's really, really hard. But you can do it. I, I believe in you. We both do. Google yes. believes in you. There's so many resources out there for you. Mm-hmm. You just got to figure out what's accessible to you and what you feel comfortable making use of. Because I know not everyone's comfortable with talking about their poop with other people, but... You could write it down. Keep right. it to yourself. Talk to yourself about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, man, Keep I had... Poop journal. I legit had tell a us. green poop the other day. I wonder what that was about. And then you do some research and it's like, oh, I just had a little bit more plants. Yeah. It's normal. Nothing's <laughs> wrong. All right, bet. Cool. I'm going to keep, tight, keep tight. doing my thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Then eventually we can all talk about our poop freely to each other with within reason. One day. Yeah. <laughs> One glorious day. <laughs> That's the gauge for where society is. <laughs> Whether we're comfortable How comfortable are y'all about... with talking about poop to each but other? But poop, that's really a metaphor for talking about our bodies. Like how talking about our shit. Are we, right, the whole anal thing. Like you're your anal because you can't clogged. control your shit. <laughs> yeah. Get your shit together, It's like man. you got to stick up your butt. You, Let it you go. figuratively have too many risk factors you're making use of shoving up your butthole. Yep. And, and you need to let that shit go. Let it out. Let it out. Yeah, have uh, what Law just had there, which was uh, how you say uh, a brain fart? No, no, that was wasn't intentional. it. Uh, it was emotive sound making emotive mouth positioning yes. a pseudo stroke that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting on it I knew I was a pseudo stroke don't put that <laughs> what happened to your tongue bro? I, was being, I was being that one penguin in happy feet and he was just like let it out just let it out and then he <laughs> You don't remember? No, I remember. Let it out. Let it go. Yep. Mom <laughs> 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 is still like smirking at me. You make faces when you make these sounds. They're entertaining. What can I say? I'm just a lucky, blessed little bundle of octopus. Yeah, that you get to look at this. Bundle of and faces. And hear this. <laughs> <laughs> and see this. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Yep. But universal self-acceptance. That's my new motto. Mm-hmm. Mantra. You gotta start loving yourself first and mm-hmm. appreciating yourself first before you can start truly appreciating the things around you. Mm-hmm. Were there any other 
any tidbits or information you'd like to share with the people? No, I think I think that we were pretty I think we touched on everything that we, we wanted to. That was a good little intro to the subject matter. We have um, oh yeah, we we do have a manual on the same subject matter, preventative health. There's a ton of science and um, other tidbits and tips. We didn't even talk about sleep, but there's plenty of tips in there about being able to sleep. And actually, we did. I mentioned my sleep body having work to do. Right, but there's a long hallway of information about what sleep can do for you and what lack of sleep does to you. Your wake body got shit to do, and that's why your sleep body doesn't come to kick it because you got stuff you need to work through in your mind or your body. Your meridians, if you will. Anyway, there's tons of information in our manual on preventative medicine. You can access that at patreon.com slash the abstract. Also, y'all might want to really hop on that because mom here did y'all a solid and made that one accessible to the public. So you don't even have to pay to join the community officially to get access to that one. That one's just out there because to be honest more people need more of those resources in their lives so they can start having more of those conversations. Oh, <laughs> I was waiting for the ghetto. <laughs> oh, but yeah, y'all, there's a lot of resources, a lot of little stats and facts, and there's a lot of um, revelation of possibilities and truths as they debunk myths in, in the beginning of that bad boy. So check it out, the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Might throw up some links on our social medias and whatnot. We got some videos on the subjects as well. On the YouTube. On the YouTubes, which we just started putting on Instagram TV. Because mm-hmm. access. But we do have a YouTube channel, you know, it's there. So. Yeah. It's the abstract. Just look it's for a little, a little cute red logo. Yeah, it's real cute. Or look for our beautiful faces in the in the clips. Like, I mean, <laughs> come on, no. <laughs> you know what we look yeah. like. And if you don't, I mean, well, fuck. Um, Just imagine. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> don't know how you got here, but Hi. appreciate you regardless. And we thank you for listening. But on that note, this has been the abstract. This is mom checking out. And this is O'Penny. Have a beautiful day, y'all. Peace.